0: Hi, my name is Erin and I'm an alcoholic.
1: And my name is Ken and I'm an alcoholic. And welcome to podcast, not perfection. Welcome back, everyone, to the second episode of Podcast Not Perfection.
0: Yay! We're back in the attic. Back
1: in the attic, in the office. The thank office. you once again to Brian and Wayne for letting us use their space.
0: Yes, thank you, Brian. Brian also let me have a water because he's so kind. Hydration is important. Hydration. Mm-hmm. Do you know that he also keeps a sweater in his car for me? That's adorable. I know That's for adorable. when I get cold. <laughs> so thank you. You Brian. always get cold. I do. So thank you, Brian, for oh, all that for you do me. for us uh so yeah this has been an exciting week Yes! So far. oh
1: my gosh what like some great feedback everyone. I, oh yeah. my gosh
0: i am like in awe of, i don't know all the support and the love and it's just been really awesome to hear from you guys
1: really i thought we would get like maybe like 30 people listening total and a lot of those would be like random like bots or whatever but we have like almost 100 different people listening to us right now
0: which is like crazy we didn't crazy. No. we didn't think that was going to happen no. so thank you guys yes. i can't even say how much we appreciate you we love you mm-hmm. um also someone in Ireland listened to yes. us yeah so shout it, out to Ireland, Ireland. hey yeah. hey if you're the person who listened in Ireland, and you're listening to this podcast right now, email us. Yes. I, I want to know you and I want to be friends with yes. you. Also, someone from the UK.
1: Oh my God! I know, we're
0: international. It's
1: oh, amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> I
0: know. So I don't know if you can tell, but we're like really pumped.
1: And we're ready to do this again. We're yeah.
0: I am Um. I think I also have a lot of nervous energy mm-hmm. because I'm sharing my story today. It's her week this week. Yep. It's my week this week. and. I mean, I've obviously shared my story at a bunch of meetings, but it going out over the airwaves, is that radio, yeah, that radio works, waves? Yeah. It's not the radio. It's a little scary. I don't know, science. I felt like ill driving here.
1: Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I was listening to music real loud to pump me no, up, and I'm good. just listening to your story today. No, but so. then
0: we got a phone call from your friend. Yes. And
1: she was just she uh she
0: was just so kind. She and, made
1: me blush over the phone. Yeah,
0: and it just it made me feel a lot better. Yes. So, yeah. So, I don't know, is there anything that you like learned this week?
1: Um, gosh, it's just for maybe this can go to you right now, but being someone said it to me, I was like talking about the podcast and I was like like if you want to listen to it, you you don't have to. Like, <laughs> and they're like, "No, like of course I want to hear it." Like you're like putting yourself out there, you're being vulnerable, like you're sharing something with like the world. Potentially, like Ireland and the UK, like that's
0: potentially, yeah, yeah,
1: and so at least
0: sixty seconds they listen. Yeah, to. it's
1: nerve wracking. So, like the fact that like I was able to do it and like I'm, I'm proud of that. Last week, that episode, yeah. like I want to keep going. I certainly don't want to stop with that, but I am just, it's it's. I hate to use the phrase the pink cloud, but like I'm on this like groovy feeling this week. Yeah, groovy.
0: that natural high. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm just like it's something that. It took a little bit of guts and I did it and it's working out and it's just exciting. Yeah. And I'm excited for you to tell your story this week. Oh,
0: thank you. I yeah. Mean, I am really proud of you too. And you did amazing. And it's a tough act to follow. Oh, to please. be sure. It really is. No, nonsense.
1: This would, this also, by the way, would not be possible without Aaron here. If I was doing this on my own, nothing would be happening. Erin has done the editing. She's made every social media page. She's been sharing stuff. She has been a rock star this whole week.
0: Thank you. So
1: now I've got to do it for her this next oh week. Oh, my
0: Let's, God. Yeah. 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 I learned a lot about social media this week. Um, I, like, me and Ken weren't <laughs> even following each other on Instagram. We weren't. <laughs> I'm like, Erin, I'm going to tag you
1: in this. What's your name? She's <laughs> like, you... e I'm like, I... Don't have that, I don't know. No. Yes, I'm not,
0: I'm not really like a wicked big social media person, so this was, has been like a learning curve mm-hmm. for me. But I mean, it's a podcast, so you want people to listen to yes. it, obviously. So I was like, Well, I have to that's sort of get it out there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I created a Facebook page for us that's been interesting. Have some weird comments on there. It
1: <laughs> yeah. was a long Bible verse, I believe. Something yeah, there's like a that. long
0: Bible verse, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um and <laughs> And
1: one gentleman called us a scam.
0: Yeah, that was, that was interesting. Yeah. Um, it made me really grateful that I surround myself with like really like yeah. good people. Like I have to focus on that. I have to focus on like mm-hmm. the, um, I don't know, like the one person who texted me and said it was exactly yeah. what she needed to hear in yeah. the moment. I need to like focus Cause on Because
1: we're that. so easily, we, me personally, I'm so quick to focus on the negative
0: mm-hmm. that like
1: it's this. It takes practice, but like I think I'm getting to the point where like I, I may, maybe maybe just this in this one instance I can focus on the good and like the bad. Just I don't even you don't doesn't even, even bother. Me. Yep, you I don't, don't even flinch. You
0: don't even have to let don't it even in. Um, what's that? There's like a really good phrase. I don't accept that. Like I well no like it's about acceptance or <laughs> I don't receive that. Like I don't receive that negativity. Um. So yeah, I think it'll. I think that will be actually good for me mm-hmm. because I'm the same way. I get I get pretty. I get pretty emotional. We're sensitive people. Oh,
1: man. I'm a Cancer.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I'm a Virgo.
1: I don't know what that means. I'm sorry.
0: I I don't know. I just know I'm emotional. (laughs) That's the one thing I know about I'm emotional, too, but I don't think that has anything to do with Virgo. I think that's just... I'm an empath. There you go. Yeah. I think... Yeah. We'll get into that in my story, I guess. I know.
1: (laughs) Well, speaking of that...
0: Do you want to...
1: You want to get this going? Yeah.
0: Let's start it up. We should do that.
1: All right. All right. When we come back, we'll have Erin's story. Just
0: a quick interlude. I need to take a breath. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to start from the very, very beginning. I was born. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) In Salem, Massachusetts. Oh. Mm hmm at 3 a.m so i'm probably a witch <laughs> this
1: is not how i thought this would start
0: no but um yeah so i was born in salem massachusetts and um grew up in haverhill mass and i am the middle child shout
1: out middle children are you i am a middle are child.
0: you too
1: yeah
0: i didn't know that I am. okay so i don't know about you but i often heard the term middle child syndrome kind of thrown around a lot Mm -hmm. (laughs) when I was like when I was little Um, and I don't know if that is true I think maybe I don't know what comes first the chicken or the egg but I definitely think I displayed alcoholic behaviors and tendencies like even when I was little and maybe middle child syndrome was just kind of like a nobody can call like a child an alcoholic, (laughs) right? Like, I don't know, but middle child. Yeah. And you know, my sisters, um, I look different from both of them. Well, I actually look a lot like my older sister. Um, but like, they both have this beautiful red hair. Right. And I just remember like a lot of occasions being in the, supermarket with my mom and my sisters when she was shopping and people like stopping my mom and being like, oh, the beautiful red hair and and stuff like that. So kind of right off the bat, I felt really um like out of out of place and different. So I don't know. I just always had this intrinsic kind of feeling that I was different and separate. Like separated. Mm -hmm. Um and i never really just i never felt comfortable like even in my own home growing up my parents are lovely people and they worked really hard and i never really understood until recently like how hard my dad worked and and how much he probably had to sacrifice to you know support A family of three girls and like we had a two family house so we had a tenant too and it was a lot of work but I well I talked about me being an empath um you know in the in the beginning of the show and I I didn't know what that was again until very recently and I even as a child I feel like I would like pick up on all the emotions in the house. And I just felt really afraid all the time. Like, I just felt, and I didn't like know what was happening. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. Sometimes there was tension in the house. Like, and I, some, and a lot of times I was afraid, I guess. Um, and yeah, I had that feeling all the time until, and you know what's coming. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me. Until I picked up my first drink of alcohol. What was
1: your first drink?
0: My first drink, uh, I believe, was uh, shots of whiskey. Oh, nice. Yep, I started hard.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I remember I said I did
0: Jaeger. Yeah, yeah. yep. So it was. Take it lightly. (laughs) I did. No, we didn't. And I I was with my girlfriends, and her parents weren't home. And my poor parents, because I know they're going to listen to this. They were, like, teaching me how to take a shot, and I I wasn't really a shot taker, like, in my drinking career, but this particular, this first time drinking, I did take shots, and, you know, I felt really, really sick after, and I, like, crawled into the guest bedroom and, like, fell asleep, but I also remember feeling just like everything was taken off of me it's yeah like you said weightless and that's a good in your story and that's a really good good word i was just happy and free happy and free yeah and it was like i just felt okay and that was huge for me because i never felt i never felt okay i just never felt okay and alcohol fixed that so alcohol was kind of my solution for a really long time. So, you know, after, after that first drunk, I don't, I definitely didn't like drink every single day, but you know, this is a progressive disease and it, I progressively started drinking more and more like, and I would drink every chance I got. Um, and I started a job out of high school. Oh, I want to kind of like backtrack again to like, um, you talked about a geographic cure, Mm -hmm. right? When you went to Florida. Didn't work. Yeah, no, it doesn't (laughs) work (laughs) because you take you with you everywhere. So the first geographic cure that I tried was school choice. So (laughs) yeah, hear me out. Okay. So I, I grew up in April. So, um, Instead of going to Haverhill High, my um, you could elect to go to a different high school because uh, Haverhill, I don't know, it's kind of, their school system is not that great, I guess. I'm sorry, Haverhill. <laughs> um, <laughs> but <laughs> we, I ended up going to Georgetown High and I remember oh. feeling like, oh my God, this is like a fresh start. Even like in high school, mm-hmm. I was like, this is a way that I can start over and be different and be a new person and I don't know and I I went from this big city to this really small clicky town and I don't know there's like a couple girls that really didn't like me for some reason and that were like really mean to me um like our senior sleepover for instance Mm -hmm. I have this memory I was drinking of course (laughs) um and we were all drinking And we were like in this, like, (laughs) this is so like cheesy, like this reggae song came on. It was probably like One Love by Bob Marley. But everybody, (laughs) everybody was standing in a circle, like my whole class, it was a really small senior class. This is my senior class, like sleepover. And everybody was holding hands and the girl next to me would not hold my hand. And I just, yeah, that like stuck with me for so long. Oh my god, did we lose no, it? No, no. Okay. My my me. laptop goes to sleep and I'll cry if we lose yes. audio. I'm
1: on I'm on laptop awake duty today. <laughs> Thank
0: you, Ken. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was my first geographical here and it didn't work. I still felt out of place in high school. That whole
1: like little thing of like not she not holding your hand, like that like i don't know what about it i don't know if it's triggering memory for me but like that hurts deep for
0: me yeah well because you but, had that whole experience like what did
1: i do right what's wrong with me
0: i know oh. what is wrong with me nothing nothing um so you that girl <laughs> i hear it loud and clear okay. um so yeah i gra- so i graduated high school i got a job at uh a local uh pizza shop. I worked there for a long time and my, my drinking kind of started to take off around that time. I was probably in like my early twenties. Um, and you know, I would start to do things like, um, right before close. um, the cook would always like buy like a case of beer and I would, we had these like coffee cups, they were styrofoam. Mm -hmm. So you couldn't see what was in them. And I would pour the beer and put a lid on it and drink it with a straw. So it looked like I was drinking. Yep. A soda or an iced coffee or whatever. Cause we all drink iced coffees all day. And you know that it started with after clothes. Right. And then it was like, a couple minutes before close and then it was a couple hours before close i would like start doing that slippery slope slippery slope and i feel like it happened like quick and i didn't know what was happening and also i would go to like every single weekend was a party um, i had this group of friends and my one of them his parents w- were always gone so he would throw a party every single weekend and i would always look forward to it and I was actually thinking about this recently and yeah, it was like the drinking. Cause I loved to get drunk. <laughs> like I loved that feeling. Mm-hmm. I just like inhibitions gone. Mm-hmm. But I think it was also like that I felt like I belonged somewhere. Like I knew where I was going to be every weekend. I knew who my people were. I had like a place to like sleep and wake up in the morning. And it was like people that like, I thought I loved, but it was such a veil like, it was, it, like, so not true, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because I don't, like, I'm just, like, there, I talked to maybe, like, one person from that group of people, and not that there's anything wrong with those people at all, but it just wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, the family. Yes. I kind of told myself that it was. Um, so... The first inkling that I had that maybe I had a problem was when one of the girls who was in that group of friends, we were talking, she had said something about, oh, I haven't drank for like this many days. And in my mind, I'm thinking, oh my God, I can't remember like the last day I didn't drink. So it had kind of progressed to like, I was drinking every single day. And I kind of at that point, like knew, I was like, well, that's probably not Great. <laughs> <laughs> but I hadn't had any like real consequences and it was still working for me. Like, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. I still felt it's Not broke, don't fix it. Right. I still felt like really good. I yeah, I didn't have any real negative consequences. Um uh so I ended up, you know, moving in with a boyfriend. I relocated to Nashua. I feel like I'm missing a lot of my story, but I'm trying to kind of, I don't know.
1: Well, you've got nothing but time.
0: That's true. Um, so I relocated to Nashville, New Hampshire. I'm living with this boyfriend. I'm kind of like removed from my family. Um, I started a job at like a grocery store and my drinking really took off at this point in in my life um and this poor guy did not know what he was getting into like when we were dating and he was living at his own apartment i was like still living at my parents house um like we would drink every night but he never like saw because like he wasn't living with me he he never saw like how i drank (laughs) like really like i think he knew i drank every night but it wasn't it wasn't like a problem Mm -hmm. until we lived together. And again, pr- progressive, like it just got worse and worse. And I started um, drinking earlier in the evening. And I started drinking in the morning, too. I just needed, I, I needed it. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know how else to describe that feeling. <laughs> like I, I just needed it. Yeah. It's,
1: um, it's yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I understand.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think to like, I did, I had like little quirks too. Like I would, um, well, I would, my drink of choice was like wine because it was, I could buy the big like Boda boxes. Oh yeah. The boxes. Yep. And I could hide it in the fridge and my boyfriend would not know how much was gone. Mm -hmm. That's how sneaky we are. Yep. And you know, (laughs) another thing I did was I would take like seltzer cans and empty them and pour my wine in the seltzer cans and drink out of the, so he wouldn't know. Almost like your styrofoam cups. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: hiding, right? Yes. Those spiritual uh, losses yes. of values, oh, yeah. like dishonesty. Yeah. yeah. Like all that stuff. Um, that's the kind of stuff I had to change when I got sober. Like, by the way, like that sneakiness had to be gone. Absolutely. Um, but he would always keep, like, he hated that I, that I drank. Right. And he, I would embarrass myself. Like if we went out with his friends, I would always just get hammered and I would really, really embarrass him. (laughs) And he stopped inviting me out. Like there (laughs) there was a couple of times when I had to be taken home in a cab and everybody was like, please go. Yeah. Like we, we don't want you here. I've been there plenty of times. Yeah. Um, yeah. (laughs) Um, so he, but so he hated my drinking, but for some reason, like my, Freezer was always stocked with booze and I would take his booze. They weren't it wasn't mine. So like towards the end of my drinking, I was really relying on that like hard stuff in the morning. So like my little quirk was I would pour my usually it was gin straight into a coffee cup with like no ice or anything cuz I don't want it watered down mm. or anything at all. It's space, <laughs> right. Um and I uh, I would drink out of um a coffee cup cuz i felt in the morning because it was morning and it was yes. a coffee cup like it's just like weird like thing. the habit of
1: drinking out of a coffee cup makes you feel normal what's in the cup
0: it doesn't matter what's ask. in the cup exactly. yeah so like that's where that's kind of where i was it was it was a it was around the clock thing towards the end and you know i would black out pretty much every time i drank there was one time when i blacked out and i i fell into my like i was like Going to go pee or something, and I fell into the into the door frame, and I gave myself this massive black eye, and I had to go to work with that for like a week. Yeah, and I mean, everybody was like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "I'm totally fine. (laughs) Everything is fine. I don't. Everything. Yes, everything's great." And you know, I keep that. I had taken a selfie of myself with the. It was a shiner. It was huge, and. I have that photo on my phone still. So, you know, like time hop every year oh. it comes up and like around this time of year. Really? Mm-hmm, yeah. And I always look at it and I'm like, oh, I'm so grateful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. have to live like that anymore. Um, so that's like kind of where I was at. And my like the end of my drinking. Um when everything was kind of coming to like a like a climax. That sounds dirty. Um
1: (laughs) climax of the story. Climax of
0: the story. People um (laughs) no, it's not an R-rated podcast. Um I took a trip to Germany with with that same boyfriend. Um and (laughs) it was with his family. Mm -hmm. And I would really, really try to not drink until the night, but I would have a couple drinks like at lunch and we bought like, he was an enabler too, but of course he didn't know. He like truly did not know what to do with me. He did not know what he was up against. Um, So he, you know, bought a bunch of wine bottles and I drank all of them. Um, If I ran out of like wine, I would go down to the hotel bar after, you know, him and his family were asleep. I was I like out, on the streets of Munich. With like random people that I met at Ugh. this hotel bar, like scary, dangerous thing. <laughs> so <things>. incredibly dangerous. <laughs> I know. I'm. I'm so. Lucky. Whether it's
1: Munich or here, like yeah,
0: LA, right, yeah. Like, but it's like worse in a different country. I Yeah, I don't know where. Yeah, I don't where you know you where are. I am. <laughs> I I think I'm actually I met like a taxi cab driver at the, <laughs> <laughs> the bar, and I think I'm still Facebook friends with them. <laughs> hey, <it's laughs> yeah. Um, so send him.
1: Yeah. Send him the link to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Probably should. I wonder if he even like would remember me. But um, yeah, that's I was at. I was just out of control, and I remember uh, we had to get rid of the wine bottles before we left to, to go back to America. And I remember feeling so mortified yeah. when his family saw um, how much I drank, and. Yeah. And they were like really kind of I feel like posh people too. <laughs> <laughs> um so I don't know that was just really humiliating. So that but I I don't know that didn't get me sober. Um there was a lot of things that I feel like shouldn't should have got me sober but didn't mm. because it's like that thing where nobody's going to get you sober except like I'm going to say the word like God just because I'm in AA but like my So, like, my, my thing also when I was drinking was my favorite thing to do was to drunk dial people and cry and tell them, like, how sad I was. Um, and I would do this to my friend Emily a lot. And Emily, God bless her, did the kindest thing anybody probably has ever done for me. And she told me she set a boundary. A light just came on. That's crazy. Quite literally.
1: Not, not in the story, but quite literally a light just, just came on. Just
0: a random light just turned on. I wonder if this attic is haunted. Let's not get into okay, that. Okay, yeah. That's we'll, next we'll get episode, into that bro. another time. So <laughs> Emily set a boundary with me and she was like, Erin, I can't, I'm not, you can't keep calling me like this and I'm not going to answer if you're drunk and And she said to me, I can't keep watching you kill yourself. And that kind of, it woke me up, but it wasn't enough. Mm. It wasn't enough. And, you know, someone in my life who I really loved and cared about had actually gone into a rehab center while I was in Germany. And I came back from that trip to Germany. And my sister called me and told me this person was in rehab. And... um it planted like a seed in my mind. I was like, okay, so there's, okay. Cause I had no idea like what I, I knew, like I had a problem that I had no idea like what it was. I had no idea like what to do about it. And I think that probably, I didn't really know it consciously, but I think subconsciously that really planted a seed in my head and I was yes. like, okay, so there's some, some way out of this. But the way that I reacted to that news was, I went and I had a drink. Oh, of course. Yeah.
1: Because yeah. when you feel that way, I felt that way myself, the problem just seems like insurmountable. And because you can't think of a solution right away, the only solution you have is- Is to drink. Just to drink about it. So it, it goes away. Mm-hmm.
0: It's how I dealt with all my emotions. It's how I dealt with life. It, it truly was mm-hmm. my solution to life. And it quite literally- just stopped working and and broke me mm-hmm. broke me like i i was a a shell of a person like i will like i was not showering i was not like taking care of myself um i like let's talk about unmanageability for a second like my sponsor always tells me unmanageability comes from the inside but i have a good example <laughs> like a good physical example of what unmanageability, like, can look like from the outside. Like, I was still kind of holding, holding it together. Like, I never got fired from my job somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't know how because I would I showed up drunk to, like, a team meeting, and my friend and co-worker pulled me aside and was like, "Aaron, are you okay? Like, I can smell this on you. And I was like, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to see. No, I'm um, good, girl. But I was really, really broken inside. But, like, unmanageability, right? I had this a Subaru Outback, and there was a blinking check, and you know this story. Yes, yep, I do. You know this story. There was a, it had a blinking check engine light, and you you really are not supposed to drive <laughs> a vehicle with a blinking check engine light. But every single morning, I would wake up, I would get in that vehicle, and mind you, my, I lived a double highway away from my work so i could have i could have walked to work but every single morning i got in this car and every single morning i would break down on my way to work <laughs> and i would have to pull over and it it was just like and it was that was just like i accepted that and that was like normal like that chaos like the chaotic um like all of, all of that was just like normal. I was like, well, this is just what life is, I guess. I don't know. I'm just miserable. And I can't take care of myself and my relationships breaking down. Nobody wants to talk to me anymore. Uh, I can't look at myself in the mirror. I just want to close the blinds and I want to sleep and I want to die. (laughs) Like that's, that's where I was. And I don't even, I don't, I don't know what was different about the day that I woke up and I got real drunk and had to call out of work. (laughs) I was probably drunk before noon. And I I don't know like what thought came into my mind, but I called my mom. (laughs) Shout out to all the moms out there. Oh my- To my mom? Yeah, Yeah, mm -hmm, because both of our moms saved our butt. They
1: certainly did. Yeah,
0: so moms everywhere. Now I gotta let my mom listen to this. Yeah. That'll make her cry right oh, now. Oh, really? Oh, Ken's I love you, mom. I love you, mom, we love you. Thank you. And my mom, I love you too. Um, all the moms. All the moms. Good job. <laughs> so anyway, she came to my rescue and um, like everything's really fuzzy, right? I just remember driving she brought her a boyfriend at the time as backup. I can only imagine, because she probably didn't know what she was getting into. And um, I remember her driving me. To, she drove me to the hospital in Nashua. And I just remember like smoking in her boyfriend's car. And neither of them are smokers. And my mom was like, I mean, stop. <laughs> and, and <laughs> her boyfriend was like, no, it's fine. It's fine. Like, and just Aww. let her like, she's having, she's going through something. <laughs> just let her have her moment. And we got to the hospital and I had like, kind of, I feel like my first, like, wake up moment in this hospital there wasn't a room so i was in a hallway i was on a cot they like had needles in my arm they were like giving me fluids i don't know i was really drunk um but there was this like man lying down in the hallway there must have been a really busy hospital like they did not have room for anyone and he was quite literally like very 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 drunk and he was like he just wanted like a pillow and he was like trying to get somebody's attention. He wanted a tell, and he wanted to be comfortable and he wanted to feel safe. And people were just stepping over him. And I, like, I was looking at this man and I thought to myself, oh my God, we're the same. And I kind of saw where my life was going. I kind of had that moment of clarity. And it came at the exact moment that I needed it. Because when... I don't know. I met with like a counselor at the hospital and they offered, they were like, Do you want to go to a detox? And I was like, Yes, <laughs> because I had just had that experience. Mm-hmm. Like something's like looking out for me. Yeah. And um, I I went to Hampstead Hospital. I ended up at Hampstead Hospital and I detoxed there for five days. Um, and this is kind of where this is where my sobriety right like my recovery started cuz even in detox i learned what i had i i didn't know what i had was the problem um i remember like well, I don't know. Everything's a little fuzzy, so I could just have been imagining the whole thing. <laughs> but I I remember sitting in that detox and saying out loud to myself, like, why can't I drink like other people? Like, you know how in the big book it says, like, we watch other people drink with impunity, mm-hmm. and like, I just like I did. I saw other people be able to take one drink, and I was like, why can't I? Why am I different? And one of the staff members, I don't. He wasn't like a nurse. He wasn't. Like he was just, I don't know who he was, <laughs> he, but he, he just looked right at me and he pointed right at me and he goes, it's because you have a disease and something in me that just clicked for me for some reason. I was like, Oh, okay. And for some reason I think the word disease, I was like, a, I I just thought like, okay, like treatable, like tr- yeah. treatable, treatable. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and that's all, that's all I kind of thought of. So I, opted to stay in their rehab there and you know they took us to AA meetings and AA meetings would come in and speak to us and I had kind of the same experience as you where I would go into these meetings and since I can like feel things like all around me right like I pick up on like energy Mm -hmm. really really easily I think I picked up on really good energy in meetings right away. And I really latched onto that because I had nothing. And I saw um, in everybody, like you said in your story, like what I wanted. Like I would look into these people's eyes and I would see everything I wanted. Mm-hmm. I would see like life and I would see like hope and I would see strength and I would, and I was really, really drawn to that. So I I started listening to what they had to say, like I was, I was incredibly open and, and it's because I had been so broken down and beaten down,
1: Yeah,
0: I think. Um, so like right away, thank you, my laptop. So right away, um, you know, I heard a lot of people talking about like higher power. So I'm, I'm going to get like a little spiritual in here um because this is because this is this is my program Mm -hmm. this is my experience so uh, people would talk about higher power and i didn't really know i didn't have any sort of type of like connection with anything when i came in but i was like okay well i will just try this because i have nothing to lose um and I would sit in my bed at detox and I would just start talking because somebody had suggested that to me. Because I remember asking a counselor at Hampstead Hospital, I was like, I hear a lot about this like higher power thing, but I feel lost and I don't know like what to do. And she told me, she was like, just start talking. Um, so I did that. I did that. And I and I think from that day on, I didn't have that intense feeling of loneliness that I had always had always, always. Yeah. And so I I would start, I would start talking and I think I started like asking, like praying for like other people right away too, because that's just like something I heard. Mm -hmm. And I think that really helped a lot because I wasn't so stuck in myself. Like I, it was like really broad prayers. It was like, help the world, (laughs) you know, it was just like really, like I had a very limited understanding, but it was enough to like get me through those like really challenging, like first couple of months. Mm -hmm. And mind you, like I was in, I was in rehab during Thanksgiving. Like I had Thanksgiving dinner in the (laughs) Hampstead hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so like, I got sober around like the, you know, that trifecta, like, uh thanksgiving christmas new year's right. i did not go to christmas
1: yeah, i got definitely.
0: into like a big fight with like my parents about it To go to you know christmas dinner but mm-hmm. i knew my family was going to be drinking and i just like at that point i could not be around it you know no. it's a different story today but yes. i i just couldn't and i my dad like called me to make sure I, or no, my mom called me to make sure I was okay. I could hear my dad in the background going, she's probably drinking right now. And I was like, so offended by it. And I remember, I remember processing that in my IOP, because I did an intensive outpatient after rehab, because I needed all the help I could get. Um, And the counselor was like, well, it's going to take time for, you know, people to trust you Mm because you put people through a lot. And that was kind of the first time I actually thought about, oh, I really affected people around me. Like, I didn't really, I didn't really know, I, I guess. Know. Like, I had no idea. I thought I was only hurting myself. I guess I knew, like, Emily I hurt because she was the only one who told me. She was the only one who, like, had the balls to do yeah. that, I guess. Everybody else tiptoed around me.
1: That's one of the worst parts, I think, for me, that the further I progress as I look back and, like, all the people that, like, I just, like, without even knowing what I was doing to them. Like, Mm -hmm. the amount of, like, time that my mother has spent worrying about me. Ah, yeah. And, like, it's finally getting to the point now where she doesn't call me every other day. Just, you know, are you doing okay? You know, like, and I love when she calls me mother. I do. (laughs) But, like, now I call her and, like, yeah. But it's just, like, that's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That was, like, a, that that was a hard pill to swallow. But I had the opportunity, you know, through working, like, a a 12-step program to amend those things, like I got to sit down with my dad and my mom. My mom took a long time because I owed her money. I had stolen like money out of her purse, and I had the money. It wasn't that much, but I was so afraid to be like I did this, and it was so like fine. Like she was like, "Oh well, you like you're my kid," and I was like, "Really?" That's like I was so like, no, I was like so afraid. But yeah, I got to like sit down with my dad and. And my sisters like and and like all the all those people and say, I hurt you. This is what I did. And and it's and it's not an I'm sorry, right? Because I would say I'm sorry all the time. I said that a lot. And even my ex sometimes like it's kind of like you sometimes they suggest like, don't sit down with an ex, but I owed this man an amends. And Mm. I would say sorry to him all the time. And I would say, I'm not going to do this again all the time. And I had, you know, I couldn't do that this time. I had to be like, how can I make this better? And, you know, a a lot of the, in a lot of the cases, it was just like, continue to do what you're doing, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I do, I try to be better and I, and I stay sober. And yeah, like I, I got a sponsor just like you. Um, I think that's really important. I needed somebody to show me how to live sober. It's I, I think it's like a, there's a huge difference between like putting the drink down and changing your behavior. It's like what we talked about the pricker bushes and the cuts. <laughs> like yes. that you have to really go to the source. And I I needed someone to show me how to do that. And it was like I really had to change my thinking and I had to change my behaviors. And I needed to give, I needed to let like the universe take care of me. Mm-hmm. Like I needed to like not be in control of everything because I would always try to control things because I was so afraid and I would screw everything up. you mm-hmm. know and um, I learned, I learned how to do that from the people who came before me. Like I owe everything to everybody who came before me. Yeah, so I owe I owe everything to everybody who came before me and everybody who came before them, if that if that makes any sense. Like and I think that's like that's something that like I take very seriously. Like, I'm sorry, Ken's fanning yourself right it's now. Getting it's getting real hot really up hot up in this attic. Well, I, I'm sweating too. Um, <laughs> thank you. He's fanning me. Um, <laughs> oh my God, I can't. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, we're gonna have to edit that too. <laughs> Ken, you're gonna have like a job to do this week. <laughs> um, okay, so I take that I I don't know, I take that very seriously today. Like I know that I'm indebted to the people who came before me, who showed me how to live life the way I do today. And It's I feel like it's kind of like my duty, right? To pass that on to the next person. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's why this that's a huge reason why I wanted to like start this podcast. I think like I just want to like help as many people as I can. I feel like this is like hopefully like a good platform and hopefully somebody identifies with something I said or like it resonates with someone somewhere in ireland <laughs> or the uk or like close to home um so yeah my life is like wildly different today i i was you know in my in emily's bridal party yes. for one thing so like i had the one that just
1: followed me on instagram? yeah she's the
0: one who just followed you on instagram i'm to follow you back emily yeah ooh. um and in <laughs> her kids call me auntie you know and um i got to learn about myself like i had no idea who i was i didn't know what i liked and i didn't like i don't know i got to do a bunch of things i learned that i liked to go outside like i i was able like i got a kayak and started kayaking i decided to like go back to school like i'm in school a yak (laughs) i'm i'm in school right now like i i and, like, my my service work is, like, even bigger than, like, I I would have ever imagined. Like, I don't limit myself today. Like, I can, like, I, I volunteer at, like, a nature reserve today, too. And that's, like, another way to give back, right? Like, I'm giving, like, my time to something that I love. It's not, it, it doesn't have to be just alcoholics, although I do love helping an alcoholic. I love taking someone through those steps. Mm-hmm. Like, I love seeing the light go on. Um... So it's just like, I don't know. It's been, I just have like really no complaints today. (laughs) I mean, I can create them if I want to. For sure. Quite easily. Mm -hmm, Very easily. (laughs) But if I'm like working, if I'm staying connected, right, to to whatever is out there, I don't know what it is. I'm not going to pretend like I know like what's in charge. I'm like my tiny human brain probably couldn't even, I don't know. Fathom it. Fathom it. Thank you. Yeah. But if I like at least ask for help and like try to stay connected, things just kind of happen, fall into place. And a lot of it's just, a lot of it for me is just not saying no and just like being available and open. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I just, I couldn't ask for anything to be different Not the, not the bad times, not the hard times, not the sad times. I wouldn't even ask for those to be different because I learned so much today. Like I definitely, when I was drinking, I definitely had experiences, but I don't think I ever took anything away from them. Like, I don't think I ever, I was never in the moment. So I never took anything away from any experience that I had. But Mm -hmm. today I have the ability to be really present in the moment and to, really learn something from every experience that i have whether it's good whether it's joyful whether it's you know like bad and like one of the things my sponsor taught me was like don't label things good and bad Mm -hmm. like who are you to say if this is a good experience or a bad experience you don't know like you don't know what this is going to look like down the line and I don't know. I just learned a lot of, I just like learned how to live life on life's terms. That's kind of an AA saying, but that's very true. Mm -hmm. Like I don't fight life today. I just, I, I, I try to go with the flow. Obviously I have a lot of work to do, but yeah, that's where I'm at. Love that. Thank you.
1: That was amazing. Thank you, Erin.
0: Oh, thank you. (laughs) Um, So I think we're, we're going to share gratitude. We got like, um, we didn't really get emails, but I was able to set up a Q&A on Spotify and you guys seemed pretty engaged with that. So I think we're going to keep that up on Spotify, but don't forget that you can email us podcastnotperfection at gmail.com if you want to send in your gratitude, if you want to share any experiences with us. If you don't, if you just want to email us and you don't want to be on the podcast, just send us a note. Um and we won't share, but if you want to just like have somebody to mm-hmm. like talk to, <laughs> yes. um, we're here. I just want to let you guys know that. Um, so what are you grateful for today, Ken?
1: Um, what am I grateful for today? Um, a lot, like almost too many things to like talk about right now, but I think um because I was thinking about this on the way here. Um I think today, right now um. See, again, I can't pick one thing. So I got several things. Obviously, I'm very grateful for you. Because, again, Ken. the work you've put into this uh, and through what we've done here in the first episode and what we're doing right now, like, has made me feel a certain way about myself that I haven't felt in a long time. Really? And it really, truly wouldn't be possible without you. Ken. So you're the bee's knees, as Ken. they say. And uh, I'm... So easily, number one, you. But Stop. just like all the people that have like reached out and just like, you know, people who I don't even talk to a whole lot anymore or are friends of friends who, you know, it's just to to hear from people you don't expect is really truly like, it's humbling, you know, and like one of my friends used a phrase um, that I think applies to both of us. and I think it's a beautiful phrase that I never like thought of, but like the dedication, she said the dedication to yourself is amazing. Mm. And I think that that's just something I'm grateful for that I don't even, didn't even realize that I had, because I don't sit there at night and like twiddle my thumbs like, oh, what can I do for myself tomorrow? Mm -hmm. I just have like learned to do it through all of my experiences, you know, through all of the steps through, you know, relying on a higher power through amazing, fantastic um, network that I have of people, you know, and it's just true. Like that's all, that's not all I'm focused on in life, obviously, but like I put myself way higher than I used to. I didn't even put myself anywhere on the list, but like now I get to like wake up and like, maybe I'll take a walk today or maybe I'll, you know, do something good for myself. And like, maybe I'll start a podcast with my friend, oh Aaron, my you know? Yeah. Why and like not? Just like to have that ability to do that for myself now, to have for us to do that for ourselves. It's like, it's a,
0: crazy. It's yeah.
1: It's like, it sounds like such a normal thing to some people possibly, but like for me, it's just totally out of balance, out of, out of this world and. So I'm grateful for that.
0: I'm grateful for that. That's awesome. Do you I do you wanna know what Mike said is because he I like forced him to listen to this. (laughs) Well not forced him, but he like willingly (laughs) did it. But um
1: like put him in the car, so he told him locked (laughs) in. We're going on a drive. But
0: um so and he was like I because he's met you and Mm -hmm. and obviously he he doesn't like he knows you're an alcoholic, but he's never heard your story and he's not one of us. And he was like, "I'll never look at Ken again, and not in a bad way." But it's like where, like, to know like what you've been through, and to just like know you as a person now, I think it like I think it really struck him to like see like how far you've come, even not knowing you from before. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. um, I don't know. I just wanted to tell you that because it's kind of along the lines. Yeah, you like put you put yourself. Kind of, like, first, right? I
1: think that's generally the response I got was like, people, I think a lot of people knew who I was. They were like, Oh, okay, when Ken comes out, he drinks too much, but like, <laughs> they didn't understand that it wasn't just because, yeah, I wanted to drink, it was yeah. there was so much more to so it, much. and that's that applies to anyone who is an alcoholic, an addict. There's not just a person who is a low life loser who wants to do drugs, wants to drink. I'm
0: shaking my fist, they are like, a
1: sick person who's person. been through some. Just some really awful crap. Yep. Trying to be a little PG. I'm
0: like, be kind. And, just be kind. Yeah. You and know? it's
1: fair to go the negative way right away. But like we said, like, it's it's a it takes practice. But you got to realize that they just need help.
0: They just need help. And, like, imagine if, like, everybody got the opportunity to get well, what beautiful members of society they could become. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Like, no one for a million, no one, like, three years ago looked at me and was like, you know what? You're going to be doing a semi-successful local podcast
0: that, <laughs> with that, one listener in ireland <laughs> I'm, like, I'm obsessed with you <laughs> that
1: is like just able to like speak about himself and with another about about recovery. their
0: experiences and not feel ashamed that's the thing too you know what i'm grateful for today because i feel like this gratitude yes, is turn. rambling on um i'm okay with it but you guys might not be um <laughs> skip, skip. skip. Yeah, right. um, I'm grateful that I feel no shame at all about my past. Mm. I, yeah. We will not regret the past, nor Ooh, will wish we wish to shut, shut the door, door on it. it. So true. Yeah. So true. Like, I'm okay with where I come from. Every experience that I had that led me up until this point made me who I am today. And today, I can love myself. And that's what I'm grateful for today. Well, and all of you guys, truly, yes. it's been like so cool. It's like been only like a few days, and I feel so incredibly lucky to like.
1: Yeah. I swear, I was to under- have
0: you all like writing in and like hearing like your gratitude. I don't know, it's just been amazing. I was
1: at the store the other day, and I was walking down the aisle, and someone was like, "Oh my god, podcast not perfection." What? No, I'm just kidding. Can oh, you imagine? I'm like, what can you
0: imagine are you now? talking about? <laughs> Um, so with that let's listen let's well listen let's read some of um, some listener gratitude do you want to start
1: yeah I do <laughs> so the first one we'll share is from Sean Michaels three and Sean Michaels says really grateful that the steps taught me how to prevent the troubles of my own making
0: so true because we really do cause our own trouble absolutely the sooner like you figure that out the better better off you'll be.
1: Absolutely. Is that how you say that? Yeah, that's what I was just going to finish your story. Um,
0: My mom says my daughter, (laughs) Erin.
1: Shout out to Christine. Hi, Christine. Uh, Uh, TP is grateful uh i'm grateful that ken is here and able to share a story with us i'm endlessly proud of you
0: that is so sweet thanks tp oh my goodness you're the real That's one so love you um amelia says i'm grateful for the bright and beautiful spirits of Aaron and ken for using this platform to spread strength and hope amelia thanks amelia Stop it! um and angela says She's grateful for a beautiful life in recovery, as well as the most amazing change in perception with a little fire. Emoji. I was actually just going to say
1: that. That's fire. As the fire. Say. It yeah, is fire. That's...
0: Change in perception is fire. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Emily says, I'm so grateful that I listened to this amazing podcast tonight. Thank you Thanks, so Emily. much. I'm on vacay with my family and in-laws, and it's been overwhelming for me at times, dealing with toddler tantrums, etc. cetera hmm this reminded me of all the wonderful things in the world like the podcast yeah. <laughs> the heart that's so nice and turning my have tos into privilege i.e i have the privilege of raising strong girls who will make the world a better place heck yeah love you emily i love you too this is the emily we're talking about emily so everyone knows
1: thanks emily thank
0: you emily we love you yeah what a great what a great life
1: Really though. What
0: a great life. Yeah. Nothing I
1: could have ever chosen for myself. No, but nope.
0: You just gotta give it up.
1: Wouldn't change it. Give it up.
0: Yet. So uh next episode we're gonna be getting into topics. If you guys have any recommendations, just shoot us an email again, podcastnotperfection at gmail.com. And I'm heading to a meeting.
1: I myself am heading to an appointment. uh Your recovery coach. Yeah, I'm gonna meet with right? a recovery coach. I think I talked about that last time. Yeah, right? you did talk yeah, about I'll it. We're meeting week. with him in a little bit on Zoom.
0: Woohoo! Um, All right. Well, we really appreciate you guys and we will see you next week. Well, yeah. we'll here- see you next time. See you next time. We won't put a,
1: we'll a date on it. Yeah. Let's, <laughs>
0: yeah. Hey, thanks for listening. If you have any recommendations on topics that you'd like to hear us discuss, or if you'd like to share your gratitude with us, send us an email at podcastnotperfection at gmail.com. See you next time.